I've kind of always been a rebel. <laughs> I've always made my own decisions and always been so sure of what I wanted to do. Girls with Goals, brought to you by Neutrogena Hydro Boost Water Gel Moisturiser, leaving your skin feeling smooth, supple and renewed. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr. This episode is brought to you by Neutrogena Hydro Boost. We're going to be running a live Girls With Goals event in August 21st. Nicola Hughes is going to be there and there's some really exciting things happening thanks to Neutrogena on site. So head over to her.ie to find out more. We're running this incredible competition where we want to help you achieve your goals and we're going to be giving you 5,000 euro to help you do that. So head over to her.ie for all the information. But now, down to business, I'd like to introduce my guest, DJ Mona Lisa is with us. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm just exhausted after that <laughs> intro. I just feel like I need a lie down. Was that impressive? That was really good. Thank you. I, feel, really, I literally really feel good. like I need a little <laughs> sleep after that. Mona Lisa Taurus, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you so much for having I'm me. I'm so honestly. excited I'm to excited. have you. I'm excited. So we met you the first, well, I met you the first time at our Her Summer Party, which you DJed there last week, and it was incredible. Thank you. Um, it was, I'm going to go ahead and blame you for how much I partied that night. Just I because think everyone blamed me the next day for that, but <laughs> I guess that's that's a good thing. Absolutely, just messaging you going, Deck. damn, you're good music. Um, but we're going to start off the way we start off every show, and that's with our six words or less. So basically, it's for any of our readers or our listeners or viewers of the show who may not know who you are. Yeah. So you have to describe yourself in six words or less, so in your own time. Okay. Um, I like to think of open-minded um, ambitious, mm -hmm. uh, determined, mm -hmm. probably kind. That's I feel a like, good one. yeah, kind. I like kind. Um, and self aware. I think that's so important. Yeah. Like, I'm very self aware. That's good. Um, and very composed. You are very composed. Very I feel composed. like I need to up my composedness. <laughs> no, I feel like I need more banter. <laughs> no, don't be ridiculous. Composed, so that's five. Do you have one more? Five. Um, I don't know if that's five. I can't count. So I can be spontaneous. Okay. So I have like a wild side nice. as well. So I can be composed, but I have a wild side where I'm just like, let's just do whatever we want to do. That's amazing. That is a wide reaching list of descriptors. It's I like very it. broad, isn't it? Yeah, like... I'm into that. Self-aware is a really good one. So do you mean, when you say self-aware, do you mean professionally or kind of just in general? I think in general, I think um, just being self-aware of myself, my decisions, mm. you know, where I'm going and I guess minding the people around me as well. Yeah. Um, and always being empathetic. Yeah. So I think that comes well with being self-aware. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. crucial. Um, we were talking about a little bit there before we started filming, so I just want to ask you about your name because Mona Lisa is your name and obviously you're DJ Mona Lisa and that's like how people would know you as well, but it is your real name as well. It is my real name. And it's yeah. your real first name, so Mona Lisa. It's my Lisa. real first name. And presumably that's after the Mona Lisa painting, or where did it come from? Um, it's actually from my grandma. So my grandma named me after her best friend um, who passed. Okay. So yeah, that's it didn't come from the painting. So it's nothing to do with the painting? It's got nothing to do with the painting. Does everybody think it but is? But everybody probably I? does think, and I get it a lot, like for the last 
20 something years. Yeah. Everyone's always like, oh my God, like the painting. And I've never even seen this painting. Do you know, I saw the painting and it's actually a little underwhelming. You see? Like, like it looks like it's about an A4 size <laughs> piece of paper. When I saw it, I was like, ah, it's is like, that it? Uh, I should probably just like recreate that. Yeah, you could. Modern day with my locks. Yeah, nice. But um, no, I've never seen it at all. And maybe one day, but it's so underwhelming because everybody always says that. So yeah. I kind of not really push to go and see it as well. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I like the painting. Yeah. Everybody that I talked to that I've spoken about the Mona Lisa to have just been like, it's actually not really working. <laughs> Um, so, in terms of your career, you've performed at festivals like Longitude, Body and Soul, Electric Picnic, um, as well as, like I mentioned, the Her Summer Party, which is obviously better than all of those things. Um, but before we get into your career, I do want to go back a little bit and talk about how you got into music originally. So, when you were growing up, did you know that you wanted to be a musician? No. Um, I grew up in Malawi, which is like a really small country mm. in Southern Africa. It's, it reminds me of Ireland, actually. Really? We have like, some, yeah, people are so kind and, you know, we love to drink, <laughs> <laughs> literally. But it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> We're the same. So when I was coming here, I was like, oh, I'm just going to my other home. Yeah. But um, yeah, I come from a really small country where um, our economy is really bad. So I'm mm. not really, I wasn't really exposed to much yeah. and, but somehow, like, I was very interested. Growing up, I always had, like, these lyric books. Yeah. I was never really into, like, education as much as I should have been when yeah. I was younger. But I was more, like, a creative. So I had all these, like, scrapbooks. And I didn't know music was my actual thing. I thought yeah. it would be more... I wanted to be a poet. I wanted to write a book. Yeah. I wanted to do other things than music because I never really seen any like anybody in the music industry that yeah. I wanted to kind of be like. So you weren't like seeing a kind of a career path that maybe no. you would be able to follow? Because I can't sing like so you know. It's but you don't have to you're a DJ. You know, yeah. Maybe in the shower but like yeah. I could never sing so I just never thought okay that is definitely my path. I thought it would definitely be something creative yeah. but not anything to do with music. Yeah. Uh, but as I grew older, I think writing lyrics, always knowing, you know, I was very intrigued by the charts. Mm -hmm. I'd always know which songs would blend in with these ones, like automatically in my yeah. head. But I didn't really like think about a career or anything like that. And so you were like mixing in your brain, basically, yeah, before you kind of knew. Literally. And I would always pick out talent. Yeah. Like I'd always know, like I'd always watch like these uh, shows where it's like, um, what do you call this show again? Um, don't know. It's in Malawi, but like it's like a really old, old show where it's like um, people just come sing competitions and oh, like stuff a like that, like a talent yeah. competition kind of show. And I'd always know which one was the winner for yeah. some reason, but I'd never really like deep did I never really thought anything of it. I was just like, oh, I see, I'm right. Like yeah. that person's like really talented. Um, and then it grew from there in high school. I was mostly in charge of entertainment. Right, okay. So, but still, like I was in charge of like events, which is something I really loved doing in yeah. high school. So we fundraise, we put on showcases mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But still, it never... It didn't click. It did not click until I actually moved to Ireland. Yeah. And, and what age were you when you came to Ireland? I was 17. Oh, you were 17, yeah, okay. Was, what was that like? 
it was different. I literally just finished my last day of high school and the next day I was here. Wow. It happened so quick. And all your friends in Malawi, was that hard to kind of... It was really hard because it was yeah. like it's a change, like all of a sudden. Um, I moved to Cork, so right. it was really nice, really small. And my mom's lived here for years. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I'm coming here, mm. you know, to my mom for a better, like, life. Yeah. So I appreciated it. I didn't really, like, cry or anything. I was like, oh, okay. But I was a bit scared. Yeah. I was a bit scared, yeah. Absolutely, big change. Big, big change. And then, like, when you got here, then, if you were finished, you obviously finished high school or secondary school in Malawi, and then... Obviously, that's kind of the point where you try and decide where to next and, and what the yeah. career path is going to be. So um, was college kind of on your on your mind frame? And what were you thinking about then in terms yeah. of what you were going to do to make a living? Um, well, I went to college in Cork and mm -hmm. I studied business management. Ah, different to DJ. Different. like Slightly. Slightly. Like mm. I didn't think, of, still, I did not think about music mm. or anything in that way. I didn't have friends for like six months. Oh. So I literally um, see my mom, she's like a hard worker. Yeah. So she would work in Limerick right. and I'd be alone for like the whole week and okay. then she'd come back in the weekend. So I'd yeah. be like in college. So I was by myself all the time. Yeah. But I always like YouTube, I'd always love discovering like new music yeah. and I'd blend like two YouTube channels together. Like, oh, this is actually like going to go with this. But I still never thought about it because even in college, I was like, oh, I'm going to do business or mm. like I never had like a clear path. Yeah. I just wanted to be creative, but I didn't know where to start, how to start. Um, finished college. My mom was like, you need to get into nursing. You know, I was like, oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Why, why did she want you to get into nursing? Because she felt like it was safer. Right. Like yeah. anything that I was safe, that. Mm. like to be honest, she didn't really mind anything that was safe. But... I've kind of always been a rebel. <laughs> I've always made my own decisions and always been so sure of what I wanted to do mm. um, in terms of that is nursing is not it. I right. know that's not it. Yeah. So music wasn't necessarily there yet. No. But you definitely knew that nursing wasn't. No, definitely the right, not. The right way. Yeah. No. And I had, I was like, okay, maybe it's retail. Maybe, you know, mm. then I started getting myself into like little jobs and I was really into like fashion and stuff. I would make um, tops off scarves mm. and I was like, maybe it's fashion. I wanted to open my own brand. Like this is like when I was 17 called Bliss by Mona. Oh my God. Well, that's a cute name. Oh my God, it was like, it was just t-shirts. It wasn't even real design. But, but it's funny because obviously, like we were saying there earlier, that business management and DJing, you know, very far apart. But you obviously have a business mind if you're thinking at such a young age yeah. about opening, like, and starting your own brand. And we'll talk about kind of the business of music a little bit later on because you have almost gotten into that yeah. as well with Girl Code, which we'll talk about. Um, so how did Bliss by Mona go? Did not go anywhere. <laughs> Literally just died in my laptop. <laughs> but you had you had the idea that you wanted to maybe I work had for the yourself. Idea. Yeah, I had yeah. the idea and I think at the time I was too young and I was just like, Oh, maybe this is not like like who like who am I to actually yeah. even try this or yeah. where do I start? I don't have the funds, I have nothing. So I just gave that up and went partying all the time, you know, college partying. Yeah. And what I did notice is though, um, Every time we had a party, because I'm never, I never like 
really go wild. I'm always still composed. I mm. always used to be the, the one on the corner, just sitting there with the laptop and everyone be like, oh yeah, can you play the next song? Can you play? And I would love it. Yeah. Like every house party I went to, I was in charge of the music. Wow. And I did, it still did not register in my head, maybe because I didn't see any female DJs, so I didn't really think about it. Right. But um, I did have two friends like who were DJs in Cork mm. and they would do it and I was like, oh, I want to learn how to do this. Mm. But I was like, oh, you know, I've never, I never really was pushed because yeah. I'd never seen a female DJ. So I was like, oh, maybe this is really hard. Yeah. No, I don't have the time for this. Let's go party. Yeah. But um, yeah. And that's so what was it then that kind of like, it's, it sounds like you were completely natural in that kind of atmosphere as it, as it were. And like, if you were the one on the laptop kind of being the DJ at all of the house parties anyway. So what was it that clicked with you then? Was there like a moment that you can remember that was a defining, okay, I'm, cause obviously you said you wanted yeah. to learn about it, but was there a moment where you were like, I can actually learn? Yeah, there was. Um, so I was dating a DJ um, years ago and I think we started a record label together mm -hmm. and I was very into music. I was very, I was actually an A&R. Nice. So I would like definitely reach out to like artists and stuff and mm -hmm. I'd always know. I actually picked out um, uh, Masigo, if you know oh, him. Oh yeah. Yeah, he got signed to Sony, but he was under our label before. Nice. Um, Cold Soul Etiquette. And you like you found him? Yeah, we found him. We were nice. like on Skype and then he told us he got signed to Sony, but we couldn't afford him. So we yeah. can't buy him anything. We're just like a little label in yeah. in Ireland. So um, we were helping out loads of producers. It was mainly about producers yeah. and none of them were in Ireland. It was all about like worldwide, yeah. all on SoundCloud, all mm. on the internet and stuff. Um, and because, well, because I was dating a DJ, mm. Um, it was quite intense to date a DJ right. and I was just like, what? Like, I can do this, you know, I can do it. And I remember it clicked for me actually when the story is funny. I'm excited. <laughs> the story what? is like, you're um, really building it up like, now. Like, <laughs> I'm like, is this too much? But like, um, so there was one night where we were at a, an event and he was like, you know, all these girls, are, you know, they like really like interested in DJs and stuff like that. Like we were young yeah. anyway, so we were pretty young and he would get all the attention and stuff and I would be really upset because he wouldn't really mind like mm. my feelings. So I had an argument and like I knew that I could do it, mm. but I'd never like push to do it because I could see, I saw what he did. I learned yeah. everything that he did and we were good partners anyways when it came to music. Mm. But it was that night I remember so well that I told him, I was like, I'm going to be a better DJ than you will ever be. And I bought my controller the next day. Nice. And that's how it actually started. She like gave me like little shivers <laughs> and stuff. I was like, oh no, I was just like, I, cause he was like, it's my job. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, it's your job, but like, you know, you don't mind my feelings. So yeah. it's like, you know, okay, I'll show you. I can get the same what you're getting and yeah. see how you feel about it. Yeah. But it wasn't just that, I guess. Of course. It was obviously, the love of music and mm. that just kind of like pushed me a little yeah. bit even further because I was like, I can actually do what you're doing. It's yeah. just I choose not, not to. to. I'm yeah. in the background 
doing all the other work and doing all the NR work, talking about talking to producers, trying yeah. to build a brand and stuff like that. So it was actually at that wow. moment where I was like, do you know what? I can I can actually do this. Wow. And so you bought your controller bought the next controller day then? The next day. So, I mean, obviously making that decision of being like, right, well, this is what I want to do. And, you know, you said earlier in your six words that you have self-awareness. So you obviously knew that this was something that you could do and that you would be yeah. good at. But taking that step into deciding that you want to DJ and actually getting gigs, I'm sure, is a big step. So like proper, although you obviously had connections in the music industry, but what was that transition like to be like, okay, A&R producer kind of behind the scenes a little bit more to moving into, um, can I please stand up in front of all you people and DJ? Like, how yeah. did you do that? And do you remember your first gig and what that felt like? Yes. Um, so what happened was after I brought my controller, mm. I started at SoundCloud. So I wanted to practice DJing without yeah. actually like DJing in front of everyone. I wanted to make mixes that I kind of felt mm -hmm. and to pour my emotions into a mix because I felt like that was the only way I could get my message across. Yeah. But my first mix, it was only practice. Mm. It was literally only practice because I remember my thought process was, I'm doing this because I want to listen to this mix yeah. in this certain order. And it didn't even like the BPMs were off, everything was off, but the mix went viral and it's like up to like 100,000 plays on SoundCloud. Nice, and that's not what you expected. You were literally just uploading it so that no. you could almost listen yeah. to it. Yeah, and if you go back to my SoundCloud, you will see my description I wrote saying, this is for practice. Yeah. And it was just absolutely insane to me that it got that much reaction. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm onto something here. I was like, I could just like pour my emotions. Mm. And then I started building up my SoundCloud, sharing my story through music, mm. first of all, because I, every time it, it, it so happens that I have to, my mixes are so special. They tell a story, mm. every single one of them. And I built a series off that. Um, and it's got such good like worldwide traction, which yeah. I did not expect. I didn't think I was going to be a DJ like the way I am today yeah. because I was just like a bit nervous, I, you know, playing in front of, course, of people, yeah. being in front of people. Um, and so my, that transition like from, you know, having something that obviously resonated with people online, but then to the actual like being actual, in person yeah. and interacting with them, because I always think about DJs and musicians in general, like there's a huge pressure because I feel like you almost hold the responsibility of of how good a night they have. And that's why, do you remember I was saying yeah. about the summer, like we all had a great night and that's why we blame you for it. Yeah. Like literally, it just, it was so good. But it, does that feel like pressure as well? Because you're essentially kind of, you know, in charge of making sure that everybody has a good time. It is pressure. It yeah. is a lot of pressure because like, I feel like as a DJ, my responsibility is to play what I feel like would set the tone, would set the environment, yeah. the vibe, everything. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to read how everybody is. Mm. And you have to literally gauge how everybody's reacting to certain songs. Yeah. So there is a lot of pressure, but I, I've kind of like mastered it in a way that I know my audience. Mm. So I study my audience a lot. I'm like, okay, this is what they are going for and this is what they want to hear. Yeah. And I guess it goes, it like works better for me because I play everything. Yeah. Like I could literally play country yeah. or jazz. Like, yeah. you know, I could play anything. So 
it's not it's it's better it's like absolutely yeah, totally. studying your audience is such an interesting thing because like i know for me whenever i'm kind of speaking in public or whatever i will pick out that one person who looks proper pissed off. And like, it's probably not anything to do with me. They probably like got a flat tire on the way over or they bumped into an ex or something like that. But I will like focus on that person until that person engages or smiles a little bit or I can see is kind of following along. Yeah. Which I think is just a weird psyche and a weird sense of responsibility. It is, yeah, yeah. it is. But I think it's a, it's a good one to have because yeah. then you can change their day you know you yeah. can make you know as you said a lot of people came from work from from that for that her, yeah. her.ie party yeah. but to see everyone have a good like great night on a Wednesday yeah. you know what I mean to me that is satisfying I'm like oh job done I'm happy that I could you know convert everybody's feelings yeah. because that's the good thing about music is that you know when you're feeling down you can play a happy song or if you want to cry you can just play a sad song yeah. and bawl your eyes out absolutely so I don't, know if my, I don't know if my talks have the uh, same effect that your music <laughs> would have now to be honest but um there's usually a lot more pissed oh off people gosh. you should see my <laughs> comments on soundcloud it's just crazy really they are crazy like it's so good to see though yeah because like they blame me for a lot of things babies um, <laughs> literally, Stop. babies. They blame me for babies. They blame me. They blame me for, for hangovers. For hangovers. Yeah. For getting together. Like it's all like positive though. Yeah. So I love getting like the, the feedback and people's reactions, knowing that I've made a difference in yeah. somebody else's life through music. Absolutely. It's just yeah. So I mean, you know, you spoke earlier on a little bit about never seeing a female DJ. You know, when you were kind of growing up and maybe just like dipping your toe into the industry. So aside from, you know, the fact that your mixes and stuff really resonated and your own career was taking off, you also noticed and kind of decided to do something about the lack of female DJs and not just DJs, like across kind of the creative and artistic realms, essentially. Um, and you started this collective known as Girl Code. Yeah. Um, so tell me, like I, I know all about it, but tell me and tell our listeners and our, and our viewers of this, what is Girl Code and where did it kind of come from initially? Um, Girl Code is, um, I like to say it's a creative collective yeah. and platform for like female creatives. So not just creatives, I guess entrepreneurs or yeah. anything, or if, even if you don't know what you want to do, I think. Yeah. If you want to do something, but you just don't know what it is, you're trying to figure it out. I think um, we're very open to like helping out to figure out that step yeah. because I was the same. I didn't know, you know, throughout. I didn't know that this was my path. I didn't know that I could do it. I didn't have anyone to kind of, support me in that way mm. to tell me look this is how you actually like do it or this is the professional way to do things yeah. I had nobody to guide me so I felt like okay I'm getting somewhere I've done my gigs like you know I've built my name up and stuff like that why I've got the platform that I've built for myself so I might as well help other people and then I started discovering a lot of creatives in Ireland yeah a lot of creatives a lot of female creatives that I was inspired by right. so I would like write to them up like hey I'm actually starting this new collective and stuff but Girl Code came the idea itself came in 2016 and it failed Really? I only we only launched 2018 so it's two years after so how 
How did it fail? I mean, it's I, I personally always think that failures contribute to success eventually, and I think that they can drive you on in yeah. an incredible way. But so you had the concept and the idea for it yeah. two years before it eventually launched. So what were the barriers that you faced initially? Um, I think I had a whole different concept. I mean, I knew I wanted to support females. Mm. I knew I wanted to build something that was that could definitely be a platform but I didn't have the right tools. I didn't yeah. have the, I didn't know how to really maneuver because then I didn't really start DJing as yeah. well. Um, I only got into the scene, I was learning a lot and stuff, mm. but I didn't have it together. I didn't yeah. feel like it was together. So it never launched actually. It just was, I started meeting people, telling them about it, but it still didn't feel right. Mm. It didn't feel right until I started, I think then, went back and was like, okay, how do I actually like do this? How do I put this into a, a collective where mm. I can depend on it? Like, you know, we can depend on each other, we can support each other and stuff. And then I seen um, this collective called Bay Worldwide. Okay. They're in America. Mm -hmm. they're, they're a collective of female DJs only. Right. And I was like, oh my God, like, why am I not there? Like, yeah. why am I not, you know, a part of that? And yeah. I was like, you know, I can, you know, maybe this is what I was trying to do, but I didn't like really get it, but I didn't want it to just be about DJing. Mm. I wanted it to be about just being creative and being entrepreneurial and yeah. taking risks and just, you know, so that's when everything started making sense. And wow. I was like, oh, okay, this is actually what I want to achieve. And then started reaching out to different girls and trying to get them on the team. Yeah. And everybody just fell in love with the concept and it just grew. Yeah, it it's incredible because like it started with yourself obviously and then I think it was three people that it started yeah. with now and now you have in Dublin alone 30. Oh, 30. 30 women involved and that's like you have DJs, musicians, graphic designers. Tell me about some of the women that, that you have involved. Oh my God, they're all just like... And they're from loads of different places as well. That's the thing. Mm. I think the reason why like we all have a similar story. Mm. I spend one-on-ones with most of them and for it's literally the this, this same story. They they are so talented, they're very creative. They just don't know where to start, don't yeah. have any support, don't have guidance, don't have somebody to push them. And most of them are really young. Mm. They're like um, 20s, you know, 19. Yeah. Um, they just wanna like have that kind of big sister support in a way as yeah. well. So, there's, yeah, we have like, we have tattoo artists as well. Nice. We have a wrestler, like it's you just- You have a wrestler? We have a wrestler, like <laughs> I know, it's very random. Yeah. Like it's just like, I, I'm even like, <laughs> like how? But yeah, like, but still. It, it's still, yeah. you know, it's still like amazing because it's like, wow, they are, they're all breaking the boundaries yeah. and all trying to do the same thing. They all have the same kind of similar goals where yeah. they all want to just be creative, do what they love doing. Yeah and make a name for themselves. And I guess maybe, you know, get some, get some inspiration yeah. and really try and... Because I think as well, like, especially when you're trying to get into kind of any type of creative industry, it's really hard and contacts is something that is so important. And we, we kind of spoke about this before, because like I started my career like over 10 years ago. Yeah. And 
like you were saying in 2016 when things didn't necessarily click with you with Girl Code, because you were kind of at the beginning of your own career as well. And like when you get a bit of traction on that, you have to keep moving it forward. Yeah. And like for me, I, I honestly like something like that, I would have like adored at the time, do you know? Because yeah. you're just trying to break into the boys club almost. Well, for me, getting into radio and getting into media anyway, it was just men, 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 men everywhere I looked. Yeah. And I just didn't necessarily see a way through. So I couldn't actually think. And now obviously like I have the platform to be able to talk to incredible women yeah. like you. But at the time, I was just really kind of trying to figure myself out. So now you're giving these women an opportunity to not only get like, a supportive group, but you're also giving them the opportunities to get contacts from all of these different creatives in different aspects of their own careers, yeah. which I'd say they're just benefiting from massively. They're just like amazing, to yeah. be honest. And um, anything I could do to just help them, mm. support them and stuff, because as you said, it is it is really hard breaking in, into the industry because you don't know, like everybody knows each other already. Yeah. And I'm just a small girl from Limerick, you know, and um, don't really know much. And yeah. it was actually because I started DJing for Sole, yeah. you know, is when I started really learning about the industry because yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually what happens. Yeah. And started, you know, building my own name, building my own contacts. Mm. And I guess, um, yeah, just getting to know, you know, how things run basically. Yeah. And if I can share that knowledge with mm. my girls, you know, save them the time, save them the trouble that I had to like go through. Because yeah. as you said, it was just a boys club. Yeah. I was in a I was in a record label with just boys and I was just in the background, yeah. you know, doing work, the most important work probably, yeah. but nobody knew me. Nobody knew what I was capable of yeah. or anything like that. And we're so. certainly moving on, which is incredible. But I do think that sometimes people forget that like you do at times when you're in an industry like that, that is, you know, that's not equal in terms of gender, that you do have to shout twice as loud yeah. and maybe do more work and but the the good thing is is that you know with something like girl code like you know you're you're trying to almost stop that from happening for younger people who are coming in um and also you're expanding now so there's girl code belfast belfast yes. so you're busy 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 yeah belfast launched um last month there's like about 12 girls there mm. uh, it's run by dina one of like my sisters literally yeah. we oh she's just amazing um but it's growing they literally are just we're literally one big family yeah. literally everyone is so similar and i think the thing i love about girl code is that there's so many uh, it's so diverse yeah. every single girl is from a different country mm. And we all have like, you know, we learn from each other's like um, culture yeah. and knowledge. We share knowledge, we share so much. And I'm just like very intrigued because um, there's just no boundaries between like, you yeah. know, what we do. And yeah, it's just, we're launching uh, Cork as well. In London. I mean, I'd say your business management skills. <laughs> See, the business to, course paid off. <laughs> have to come into play here because as well as everything else, like you are essentially whatever about like helping them kind of, you know, and being a, a family and a team together. You know, th there is business skills that everybody needs to know, whether it's managing invoices or making sure that you get paid for the work that you're doing as well. That's a big thing about coming into a creative industry. Yeah. You know, like you need to make sure that you're paid for the work that you do. So I'm sure that 
the business course is definitely. It definitely I don't know is. if nursing would have had the same effect. <laughs> definitely sorry, not sorry sorry mom. Mona Lisa's mom sorry about that um so you're gonna but, be launching in Cork as well yes we're planning on launching in Cork there's a few like um creatives down there that you know really want to join and everything is just really expanding and mm. we've only been a year yeah you know and it's it's like overwhelming exciting but it's a lot of work and yeah. you are right like the business manage part of it it is a lot and to be honest I'm still learning every single day as I go because on top of that I'm managing like three other artists yeah and to handle them as well and their bookings and their stuff it's a bit of it's intense yeah I mean like work-life work balance as well especially when things get rolling and get moving like you have to really work hard at getting that work-life balance would you yeah. say that you've got that nailed or no not yet not right, I think not right now I think I'm trying yeah. I think recently anyways because I'm the type of person for the last few years I think three years four years I've just put everything into work yeah like I take no holidays and it's just like work 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 and then you know you, I burnt out you know yeah. and then I realized that oh okay I need to make some life changes yeah and need to really think about what I'm doing here mm. and it took yeah I burnt out for a whole month it just couldn't move couldn't mm. do anything and that's when I realized that mm, I need to yeah. cut back some things because like ambition can be a, a terrible thing as it, well it can and like my dreams just don't stop here you know yeah. Even though Girl Code is doing so well, I have like other business plans and mm. other like ventures that I want to get into. So it's going to be interesting few years coming. Maybe you're going to bring back Bliss by Mona. Oh my God, who knows? I'd buy the t-shirt. I would buy Bliss. the t-shirt, to be honest. Bliss, um, I don't even know what it meant then, to be honest. Just Bliss, why Bliss. not? Um, so you've kind of spoken there about like the way Girl Code is expanding, but what would be your future aspirations for the collective, like if you were to look at it and say five years, like do you want this to be a global thing? Like I know we were talking there about yeah. burnout slightly, but what are your dreams for Girl Code for the future? Um, I definitely want it to be global. I yeah. wanted every every place to have something like whether big, small, whatever, to have like a support system, you yeah. know, for women. And to be honest, we do support, like we, we're not like against men or anything. No, we, we, we work with men, we support men as well. But it's so important to support each other, like, you know, as females, because it is really hard to get into it. And I've had talks from people from Glasgow yeah. who are like, can I join Girl Code? Like, you know, how how can I be part of this? And mm. to me, that makes me sad because like, why can't you have, build that there? Yeah. So then it makes me think, oh, you know, we could probably do this everywhere and make it like into a big community and yeah. we could all share experiences, knowledge. And we fly over some of the girls that, you know, represent Girl Code who are not here, yeah. who are in like in Liverpool, like my friend DJ CC mm. or, you know, like different people around. So we want to turn this into definitely something global. Okay, so total world domination. Not not a huge thing to look for, just total world domination. Yeah, that's it. Hopefully, like, I think the goal has always to, to open, like, a community creative hub. Yeah. Where um, we could just, because that's the, that's the hard thing about being in this collective right now is there's 30 girls we can't be in in starbucks you know yeah, working yeah. we can't 
you know, we can't all meet up in a house because some of us just like have roommates or, you yeah. know, it's that's, I think so that's have, like, the a challenge. Point. So yeah. have a point. So once we get, I don't know, funding somehow, somewhere, yeah. we'll be able to build like little creative hubs where people just come and bounce off each other. And even if it's not the same project, you know, mm -hmm. people are working on different things and yeah. there's that source of community creativity and it's all happening and, and you never like it's amazing to be in a girl code meeting to be yeah. honest because like there's so many opinions there's so many so much creativity we bounce off each other so well yeah. but we're always kicked out of cafe shops <laughs> literally always like 30 people yeah well can we get this chair as well can we get that chair as well okay and this chair so funding that's what we, we gotta get you a, we gotta get you a place oh my gosh, yes. yeah it's incredible though to see how much it's grown in the last and it only started in like what may of 20 18. Yeah, May. Yeah, which is incredible. And I think, like, obviously, I think when you touch on something that people are really, it's resonating with people, the sky's the limit. So I can't wait to see what happens with Girl Code. I'm yeah. so excited to see. But let's talk as well before I let you go, because I would keep you here all day. <laughs> we could talk for ages. We could talk for ages, yeah. Um, so you have a new night that's starting in Dublin, right? So people yes. are going to be able to see you. So tell us about this. Where did the idea come from? And give us a bit of information on it. Okay, so we're starting a new night, like me and my partner and I. Um, it's called Deja Vu. Mm -hmm. um, we noticed that there's a, there's a gap. Um, the club scene is quite dead right now. Yeah. And like there's just, it's either too young or, you know, there's just no nice really setting for professionals, you know, yeah, like I agree. to go and actually have a really classy night out, you know, have that whole London experience where they're coming in limos or, you know, bottles are just like flying everywhere. And it's yeah. that whole club experience. So we feel like we could bring that to life. Yeah. And I think it's just from everybody asking, oh, we're, you know, residency and stuff. Yeah. Where are you going to play? When do you play? Because I always do like all the corporate gigs yeah, and not yeah. really have like my own place to kind of set up and have people come and actually hear, like yeah. create a vibe. So that's where it came. It's, yeah, I'm a bit nervous because it's something that I haven't done is the club scene yeah. at all. But a lot of people are, are really excited because... And so where's the location? Can people still, like, go? Or yeah, definitely. It... Um, it's in Harry's on the Green, okay. which is very kind of, like, central, very yeah. nice. It's such a hidden gem, yeah. Harry's on the Green. Um, it was... It, they have the best cocktails. If you go yeah. inside, it's, like, really amazing. I so I Harry's. really want to bring mm. that place back to life because I remember when I went there like years ago so, oh this place is really nice because we have places which are obviously great like opium and yeah. cafe and sen and yeah. lolitas which are really like really high nice yeah. uh, venues and stuff so i was I really kind wanna... of expecting you to say one of those venues though so i'm like like nicely surprised that it's yeah. harry's i See, love harry's i've had great nights in there that's the thing is that everyone expects it yeah. to be those venues and which is great and they're really doing well but Harry's is a hidden gem. Yeah. And there's so much potential there. So I, I, I realized, I went in there, I was like, yeah, nobody uses this place yeah. for anything. And I don't understand because it's beautiful inside, has so much potential to yeah. actually turn into such like a scene pretty yeah. much. So I'm trying to get all the professionals out yeah. to come and like have a great time, you know, leave work at work yeah. and just 
dress up, come and have fun. Amazing. I'm going to try and source a limo. Yes. So I can come to Deja Vu yes. and roll up in a limo like you were talking That's about. That's it. We're doing membership cards and stuff. So we want to have ambassadors, Amazing. limo service, like yeah. the whole thing. Like we want an, a different experience. Amazing. I'm going like to get Stephen McCann on that. Experience. He's going to definitely hook us oh, up. Oh, yeah. He's going to be he's going to be ambassador. Don't mind, 100%. <laughs> I'm making him an ambassador. Absolutely. So DJ Mona Lisa, thank you so much for coming in and telling us about your story. It's so fascinating. Thank you. And I I think that it's you're not at the beginning of your career, but it feels like it feels like the beginning. It feels like you're on the cusp of something ridiculously massive. So please always come back to Girls with Goals. Definitely. When you like go global with Girl Code, Definitely. and don't forget about us. Oh my God, Neve, you're amazing. Thank you so much you're for coming amazing. in. It's you're been, so inspiring. It's been an absolute pleasure. And the moment you get that creative hub. I'm going to be, yeah, uh, I'm going to be will. down there. Neve, are banging, you coming true? Banging on the door. Um, that is all the time that we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. And for all the details of DJ Mona Lisa's new night, Deja Vu, you can head over to her Instagram and get all the information there. It's incredible. And just follow her anyway, because if you're not already, you should be. So we'll talk to you next week. The Neutrogena competition we mentioned earlier in the episode is open to Republic of Ireland residents only, 18 years and over. No purchases necessary. Enter by midnight on the 12th of August 2019. To participate, complete the entry form at her.ie forward slash giveaways. One entry per person. Three finalists selected must be contactable for seven days after the closing date. Claim their prize within two days and attend the live final in Dublin on Wednesday the 21st of August 2019. One night's hotel stays in included, travel is excluded, terms and conditions apply, visit her.ie forward slash terms and conditions.